Welcome in to the Get Out of Porn Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilkie. This week I want to do a shorter episode, and it has one main point. And I've entitled this The Unforgivable Sin in terms of pornography. And I really don't think, I mean, most people, you're probably thinking, oh, wow, is there a specific um, thing to look at? Maybe he's talking about something as horrible as child porn or whatever it may be that's the unforgivable sin. But I am kind of looking to take it a different way, a different track on this, because I was talking with a client earlier this week, and she happened to mention somebody that she knew whose husband uh, looked at porn, and the marriage pretty much fell apart because he just continued to look at porn. He was a preacher, but he never got help. He never sought the help. He never attempted to deal with the addiction. And to be honest with you, this is a fairly common story. These women that are suffering silently while their husbands continue to look at porn, and the husband basically thinks nothing of it. I know that there's a lot writing on that in terms of, uh, as a preacher, you know, if I if I tell people, then I might lose my job. And if I lose my job, my livelihood is tied to this, and the family might be out on the street if I tell people this, and so I have to keep this in. I understand that there's a lot writing on it. That doesn't give the excuse to keep it in. I mean, you have to get, you have to break free from this just for your own personal, you know, soul, in terms of going to heaven. But, there's so much more at stake, and that is your family's peace, your wife's mental health, and her peace. And a lot of these guys don't want to do anything about it. And so it's as simple as that. What is the unforgivable sin when it comes to pornography? No, it's not any particular um, type of pornography or, you know, you've sinned too much to come to come back to God. That's never the case. There is no sin that separates us too far from God, except the unrepented of sin. 1 John 5 talks about this. There is a sin leading to death and a sin not leading to death. The sin leading to death is the one that's not repented of. The one that you're comfortable with. I deal so often with guys that go half-heartedly into trying to fix this addiction. Well, you know, I, I put that on my phone, but I found a way around it. Well, did you tell your accountability partners? No. Or, yeah, I did. Well, have you gotten rid of it? No, not yet. I was going to get around to that. Yeah, that's a good call. I probably should get around to it. You don't want out bad enough. When those are the responses, that's my response back. You don't want this bad enough. If you really want to get out of this addiction, you have to have a killer instinct to be willing to put it to death in your life, no matter the cost. But when you start making cheap excuses and tell me that, oh yeah, I guess I forgot to do that, and no, it's, you know, I haven't put Covenant Eyes on my computer yet, or, well, yeah, I was intending to get around to getting rid of all my pornography material uh, this last weekend, and I just got busy and I didn't. Well, okay, what are you going to do about it? Well, you know, I stumbled on Tuesday, but I'm really going to try to do it this next weekend. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. The only way to get through this is by having a killer instinct. You put that to death now, today, regardless of of what you lose in the process. Well, I'll lose my reputation. I'll lose my pride. I'll lose my job. How badly do you want this? If you don't have the killer instinct, you'll never get out of porn. If it's a minor inconvenience to you and... Well, you know, I was intending to get around to it. Wrong. You will never get out. You don't take it seriously enough. You think this is a joke. That's honestly my answer to that. You think this is a joke. You have to desire this more than anything in your life. Sobriety has to be number one on your list for a while. Yes, more than anything else in your life. Sobriety has to be number one. Because if it's not, if it gets pushed to the back burner, or I'll figure this out later, or I was hoping to do that this weekend, or whatever it may be, once again, you don't want it bad enough. So the unforgivable sin is not trying hard enough. 
You don't want it. You don't want to get out. And unfortunately, there are so many preachers in the brotherhood. I've heard so many horror stories, but there's a lot of guys in the world. They just don't want out. They don't care enough. And they think that that's okay. They think that that either it'll go undiscovered or it's their little secret or whatever it may be, but you clearly don't have the fear of God put in you and you clearly don't care about other people. You don't. We could talk all day about trauma and everything else, and I know what causes those things. But at the end of the day, you're actively hurting other people, especially if you're married. You're actively hurting other people in your life, and you don't care. Get yourself help. And I realize those who are listening to this podcast probably don't fall into that group. Those are those that are trying to, you know, those that are listening, I appreciate your willingness to do something about the addiction. But if you see somebody who is basically not caring, they don't try. They just allow this addiction to run free in their life while their wife pays for it, their kids pay for it, their work or whoever else pays for their addiction. They need to be called out. They need to be told, hey, you're going to hell. Plain and simple. If you're not willing to repent of this, if you're not willing to to try to put this to death, you are going to hell. I don't think that God has grace for those who just flippantly look at sin, blatant sin, and go, well, you know, we'll see. Hopefully it gets better one day. That's not the attitude at all that God wants us to have. I believe more than anything in the grace of in the grace of God. Christ offers mercy and forgiveness and grace to even the most wretched of sinners as long as they're willing to repent. I don't think it's that God's hand is too short, as Isaiah 51 or 59 states at the very beginning of that chapter. It's not that God's hand is too short to save us. It's that we're not reaching out to take his hand. If you stay in this addiction and you don't care enough to really put your full effort into it, that's that's the unforgivable part of it. So I have a lot of people, man, when have I gone too far? When have I disappointed God too much? When do I know that I've really gone outside of his grace? And we all cognitively know we can't out, outrun God's love and grace, but we very much tangibly and emotionally feel that. We feel like we have gone too far. No, the only time you go too far is when you give in to your addiction. Well, how do I know I'm not going to hell? I feel like I'm going to hell all the time because I can't seem to beat this. The question is, what are you willing to do? Are you willing to come at it with everything you have? So this whole Again, this is a shorter podcast. It was all coming from my client this week that discussed that, and it just burdens me. It really burdens me to think and to hear about these other preachers in the brotherhood, the preachers and churches that are standing up every Sunday. Meanwhile, they're hurting their wives, and they don't care about the fact that they have a raging porn addiction. They do nothing about it, and they don't want to change. That has to be called out. The wives need to come forward. The wives need to be willing to lose Yes, lose security, lose all of that in order to get their husband's soul right. They need to go to the church. They need to make it known. They need to go to their husband. If their husband's not willing to, they need to to take him before the elders or to take witnesses and then to take him before the elders and to deal with the husband's porn addiction. Well, I don't want to let go. I don't want my husband to, to hate me because I am spilling his secrets. Well, I know that would just destroy my husband's reputation. It would destroy his, his ego, his sense of pride. Well, good. Destroy whatever it takes before he's destroyed in hell. Do whatever it takes. And and if you are that guy, once again, do not grow weary in the fight. You have to have the killer instinct because if you're not killing it, it will kill you. Plain and simple. So the unforgivable sin is that you're not actually repentant and you don't try. My dad used to get so mad at me in hockey 
when I didn't try. He didn't care about the rest. He didn't care that I, if I went out and scored goals or whatever else, it was the effort. If I went out and really worked hard and, and you know, maybe I was on for a couple goals and so I was minus two on plus minus and, and I didn't have any points, but I was really hustling, that was okay. That was okay. He was, he was okay with that. What he would not put up with, what he had zero time for, was me dinking around the entire game and me not really trying. And I could have won the race to that puck, but I didn't. And I could have back-checked and stopped that goal, and I didn't. And I could have rushed up into the play and maybe had an assist or two, but I didn't because I was lazy. There is no excuse for laziness, and there's no excuse for coasting on this. No coasting. Go out there, put it to death, kill it, do whatever it takes. No matter money, no matter pride, no matter time, no matter effort, no matter anything is worth keeping if if that's going to keep the addiction in your life. Be willing to lose it all in order to gain freedom from this. So once again, as I said, it's going to be a shorter one. We're wrapping up right around the 10-minute mark. Um, but I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you allowing me to rant a little bit. This was more of a rant episode just because of the freshness of, of this week that I'm coming off of. But uh, I hope that this has helped. I hope this has encouraged you to, to stay strong in the fight, to keep going. Uh, but... Also, maybe to call out the the guy who is not doing what he's supposed to, who's hurting his family, hurting his wife, hurting himself by not taking this seriously and by not doing whatever it takes to break free. So once again, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.